The Broken Pencil Booking Company, a pro wrestling podcast infused with hip-hop. Available on all streaming platforms, including TheBeastRadio.com. Only for a limited time more. I'll explain later. Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company pro wrestling podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. <laughs> with organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, Scotch guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken pencil logic. You stay classy, internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Suave Burgundy. You, you, you pencil pushers out there don't know, but my, my trusted cohort and co-host tried to set me up with some nonsense right before we started this recording and I had to I had to properly dress that situation down because I am a this is a house of learned doctors where I am. I did not try to set you up. I yeah, almost set myself up. You you threw the proper you. Pa- you threw the proper pass. I pulled you I, out of the I, fire. I caught it but I didn't dunk it. In fact, I took a foul with 3 seconds left in the game. So now you at the free throw line trying to win the game. We we should be in the locker room already. We should be. My fault. My fault. I'm gonna own that one. Yeah, you got you got your say. Come on, bro. Let's get some things out the way. Housekeeping items first and foremost. Factuals. Let's go. Let's go back to say Thursday, June fifteenth. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty. Tree, wiggle wee, convenient, bring me your dinner bucket. And it should say, hey, man, I got a year wiser. Also had a child get a year wiser. Happy birthday, Alyssa. Love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that. Also, while we're talking about birthdays. Okay. While we're recording this, today is Tuesday, June 20th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 20. Tree! Refer to your earlier. Church Amen. saying all that. Yeah. You know. My second oldest, Sydney. Y'all know her as Sydney Young. Sid the kid. You know what I'm saying? 24 today. Hey. Happy birthday. Yeah. Two and five days. Well, really, three and five days. That's how we get down over here. Well, we know what time of year to just leave you to your own devices, don't we? Labor Day is a motherfucker. Boy. Whoa, I can't believe I said that out loud. Yeah, labor of love. <laughs> dot com. Oh, man. That's uh, so so that's that's out the way. Uh, we did the cash money records for the 99 and 2000 for episode 209. There was a, a, a gross oversight because, like, first and foremost, try to do a 22-person bracket for anything and tell me how it works out for you in real time. That said, uh, Daniel Bryan was supposed to go against Alberto Del Rio in the second round. Either way, either way, or the third round, whoever came out of that matchup would have still had to face 
Seth Rollins, which you were going home. getting past that. You were going home. <laughs> so you were going home. My apologies for the oversight, but the right man still won the entire tournament. So that's broken pencil logic applied. I mean, let's just keep it G. This whole tournament was probably going to come down to like one of maybe three, four, if you got creative people. After and that. There was not one person in this tournament, and, just, and again, ran, completely randomized. Seth Rollins was the first person drawn and had the absolute best money in the bank uh, cash in with run for a competitor mm-hmm. out of the entire tournament. So, Facts. He's got the greatest cash in of all time, and that following title run is probably, we'll give it what, top five? Top five for Money in the Bank post cash in title runs. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there was no on, way. Man. There was no way anybody was getting around that, and anybody that even came close was still going to lose. So there's that. So there, there's the, the final. The final was Edge and Seth Rollins. You weren't going to get much better than that unless you had the the first round matchup of Seth and CM Punk. And mind you, we would. This is this is uh uh. Post HLA, uh, what, what was the uh, was it? What, what was what was what was the uh, Eric Bischoff thing with him and, and Lita? Uh, uh, oh, the, the live sex celebration. Live, yep, live sex celebration. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's been some dark times on USA. I mean, hey, it's been some dark times. And then uh, the last bit of housekeeping business. Housekeeping. <sighs> Suave. Yeah. It has been a long I don't think we've ever done this. What we do. You, sir, put together three singles into a public pack to go out with a mixtape crafted by Danger One, the legendary Danger One. This guy right here. I don't go by that on this show though. Um Swaftoberfest Prime is in the books out on your local streaming platforms right now. Internationally known, bars respected. We have a new song that is not on the mixtape. It sounds like some John Singleton soundtrack shit. A new song that goes not with the mixtape, but it's part of the the the, the super pack, the, the four-leg parlay. Hudakan Rana produced by CG of manipulative music. Uh, we also have Bill Bates, a fan favorite. You, no one, no one doesn't like Bill Bates. <laughs> also, also produced by CG of manipulative music. There's a there's a theme going on here. And then also, Mr. Big Two K Twenty Three, an homage to an eight ball and MJG classic. With some overdose bars produced by the legendary Danger One. Available on all streaming platforms at Suave for Mayor. Search for Suave Burgundy. Where you find him, you find me, and vice versa. Suaveformayor.com is the website for people who like websites. And uh, yeah, the update's pretty fly. I must say, the update to Suaveformayor.com is pretty fly. I fucks with it. Oh, there's another one coming. That's that's an old that's an old situation. But that's terrible. That, I I won't put a date on it. But yeah, you know, 
But you know, I I, I like aesthetics. I like optics. Tings Guan, boy. Tings Guan. Tings Guan. All right. Now, before we start running down the agenda, you hit me with something, and I hate grabbing my phone while we're recording, but I'm... Oh, oh. oh no, I do it all the time. I'm doing it now. <laughs> it, 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 it's how I stay abreast of things I need to stay abreast of. I mean, it's, look, this is the world we live in. Somebody's watching this episode right now while also while doing on their phone, right? They're, they're watching. Yeah, they're watching the episode. Now, if you're listening to it, I swear you're probably over there playing some like some kind of garbage game or something. Oh, no, you're multitasking. If you're listening, if you're listening via audio, then chances are you're also playing a game or you're you're at your laptop cooking up the work, whatever it is you're doing. But whipping you the, know, whipping the work, whipping the whipping the work. I'm just I'm just glad you keep us in the rotation. That's I ain't even sweating about being the only one. Just tell you, man. Now, see, that goes with the conversation from pre-roll. I don't, I'm not mad if I'm not the only one. I'm just glad I am one. Man, you said that's this what, you that's what saying you words. <laughs> you over here saying words, doc. Because words matter. Words Dog, matter. <laughs> Dog said that. <laughs> you know, this is this is gonna be a classic. I can tell you right now. This is this show has classic energy just sprinkled all over the top of it. Oh, and, and before we get into this question, uh, we also had a little Father's Day celebration slash birthday celebration for me on uh, this past Sunday in which the Burgundy household all showed up in mass. We had the Howards, everybody's favorite sex couple up in here. And they happened to be married. They pulled up. My man, Scotty Knox, pulled up. It was a family affair up in this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just just legends in the game with no Pee Wee Kirkland. Just doing a whole bunch of chilling. Just, <laughs> just doing a whole bunch of unadulterated chilling. Yeah, you it was. It, just, it was hot as fish grease. Not as hot as it's been the last couple of days, but it was hot as hell outside. Yeah, it, it, and it we was fried not, fish. We it fried was not fish. pleasant. Yeah, it was not a pleasant. It's not a pleasant temperature, but you know we make do. All right, we got this pop up in the uh, uh, wrestling group ICW Internet Championship uh-huh. Wrestling, and it came from the Pro Wrestling Network, which came from Dirt Sheet Radio on Twitter. Okay. So I just want to make sure I, I cite like, I my like sources. I like how you track that down backwards. I like how you track that down. That was, yeah, cite, that's cite a, my sources here. That's astute. You asked me, Suave, to make sure we put this on the show, so I figured we start off with it. Cool, Man, I'm with it. When watching pro wrestling, what is more important to you, compelling storylines or in-ring quality? To which I said, I have the perfect old man answer. I've been waiting on this. Wait, before you say that, before you answer, do we need to go ahead and put the caveat on it that you can't pick both? Oh, oh, this, I, I know, I'm a, I'm old enough to know I got to draw a line in the sand. It's cool. Okay, that, all right. It depends on what I'm going for, right? Because, and I'm not trying to be picky about this. Okay, I'm listening. Back, back in my day, when we had to walk up <laughs> in the snow 20 miles. Back <laughs> when getting to it was a thing. You know, when the get down was the get down, the come up, you came up. Hell no. Don't uh, so we we have I, we have never in the history of ever had six and a possible days of wrestling in any given week on a consistent basis. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. I would think I would agree with that. We have Monday Night Raw, we have NXT, 
Tuesday yeah. night trash. Wow. Wednesday night weird. <laughs> we have <laughs> AEW Dynamite. Uh Impact. Thursday night. Smackdown. Almost throw away. <laughs> Smackdown. And now collision on Saturdays. And depending on the Saturday or Sunday, there's a PLE. But we have six days currently of network or cable network television being provided to us by multiple organizations, right? Yeah. You cannot, with a clear conscience being a fan of this business, no matter how long it's been, go to every one of these expecting great match quality and uh, a compelling storyline. You're not getting both. And you can't go... You can't go. You, you should be able to get both, but you can't get. Both. There was a, there was a time where we could do that. That time is long gone. And, and, and part of me does not to totally cut you off, but like part of me doesn't even look at that like we should where we think we can't get that because all of these are separate entities. They're separate companies with separate rosters. There are enough professionals across these different promotions that you can get compelling storyline and quality in-ring work. There's no reason you should have to choose between the two. But because we know come on, Swab. It's, it's about the audience of one, everything ain't going to work for everybody. You took the words right out of my mouth. This ain't about the masses. This is about the audience of one. And me, I am the audience of one in this instance, right? If, okay, I'm gonna go. Let me go ahead and land the plane on this real quick. I want compelling storylines. Why? Because I know I cannot get quality wrestling across the board. I gave that fight up probably right before the pandemic. The pandemic proved that work can be done, but even the wrestlers during the pandemic knew that they suffered because real people weren't in these crowds. And so the quality of matches suffered. Only thing I needed to know was that I was going to be entertained from week to week. And what did we get post-pandemic? The same shit I've been talking about for the last six years. The Samoan Dynasty, a.k.a. the Bloodline. The best storyline in the history of professional wrestling came out of the pandemic. Are you kidding me? Don't bury the league because that's going to be a tournament. Um, But I actually think it is. And we can take that out of the tournament, but go ahead. Um, th- they need to be like the final boss. Whoever wins the tournament faces the bloodline story for <laughs> ultimate supremacy. Spoiler alert, they ain't gonna win. <laughs> I mean, they, they might. It depends on what we do. However, hey, you know who ain't gonna win. <laughs> you're a child for that. <laughs> you're, a, you're a child for that. But because of the current day standards for five-star matches, it's actually easier to get seven straight days of quality in-ring work because the bar is the bar is where it is. So if you can perform certain moves without breaking your neck, you're going to get a higher rating as far as in-ring quality. We got an issue, though, and... I don't know where this begins. 
I know how it ends and doesn't end well. Okay. It's got to be fixed, though. What's that? Too many ACLs right now. There are too many ACLs on the shelf, right? I don't think we've ever seen this many ACLs on the shelf at the same time. Well, you're going to start cycling with a different. Never mind. I'm out. Yeah. So shout, shout out to Shell, BP, and Chevron. <laughs> I prefer Quick Trip or Bucky's uh, when I'm on the road. But, uh, you know, seven, to, seventy-six EX. You know what you on? Eighty-nine, ninety-three. A marathon. You know. Yeah, the marathon. The, the marathon sit continues. <laughs> the Sitco, the Amaco, oh, Fina, A line. That's, that's who we uh, are now. A line. Valero. Ooh, ooh, circle, yeah. circle K gets a square. Ooh, <laughs> sell them if you trapping. You know. <laughs> oh, I just look. But yes, I, I feel like with the number, because it's huge numbers. Huge. Seven, six, potentially seven days of wrestling in a row. Only, well, I won't say only two of those companies are the same, but there's enough wrestlers to where you may not see the same wrestler twice unless it's a review package. There, okay. It's, pos- it's possible to it's, do that. You can there you go. Yes, yeah, it's, po- it's possible. It, there's more than likely you will in one way or the other, but right. it's possible to not recycle. So the chances of, okay, it, it's it's even simpler than what I was about to do. There are more wrestlers who are able to produce high quality content than there are writers. Ooh. So by proxy, it is easier to get high quality in-ring wrestling than it is to get high quality engaging story moments. Me personally, because of the era of wrestling I grew up watching and the fact that we are from the South, I prefer my wrestling to have engaging storyline that then leads to a match I care about so that then I can fully enjoy the high quality ring in ring work that I'm giving. The hard part about your explanation, Suave, is, is that it's too too easy. Not not only too easy. That's my answer. Twenty five years ago, we've literally moonwalked and skated through that era to where I'm I'm the guy on the porch telling the kids to get off my lawn, wanting things to go back to the way they used to be. While I felt I, like that having this conversation in, in the group, I, I did for real. Why? Why I just while I just wanted to have a no like just let me watch my novellas. Let me get I mean, my, could, let me get my Victor Newman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, because you got you got people who are watching matches in a vacuum. I've never tried to follow the product via YouTube. Any, like, I'm not. Well, no, there's any. only been one in, in in history. There's only been one. Like. Ring of Honor. When Ring of Honor was syndicated in sometimes two or three channels in the same market, mm. I, I would catch Ring of Honor more on YouTube, but it wasn't on a consistent weekly basis. The only thing I ever watched on a consistent weekly basis, and it was because of how it was presented and built, was NWA Power up until they fired Cornette, which just happened to be Winswave. The top of the damn pandemic. 
Well, okay, that's different. NWA Power was a YouTube-centered thing. What I'm saying is, like, okay, the explanation we're giving makes us audiophiles for the album era. What they're talking about with wanting in-ring work and it being more important than the storyline is the mixtape era. I only need one song. And if I put together enough singles, I can just ride this playlist out. So you're, you, it's just a bunch of songs that none of them are attached to a central theme. You know what I'm saying? Like, we grew up yeah, with legit. the albums. Something that has a central theme. So a one-year build. Like, WrestleMania used to be a one-year build to where... And it's the fact you didn't have as many pay-per-views. All these different things are, are contributing factors into the quality level. But... You could see something coming and still be impressed by it when it happened. <laughs> now, now, not so much. You might see something and it's like, um, uh, we could have did it better. That's the, it's damn near the premise of this show. <laughs> <laughs> damn near. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it's, we it's do, definitely we not how it started, but, but, it's, how it's, but, started. But, that's, but that's where we're at right now. It's right. where we're at right now. That's what they've reduced us to. Crack Instagram. Just days, what, they, what they did to us. That's what they did to us. <laughs> so, like, even as somebody who who was deeply entrenched in the wrestling era during the ECW era, ECW gave you compelling stories, and then they gave you the the huge blow off at the pay per view or just the huge matches that had high match quality. I mean, you hell, can't, Monday you can't night- tell me shit about Rob Van Dam in ninety from ninety seven through two thousand one. You can't tell me shit about Van Dam post Mister Monday Night ECW nineties invasion. At one point on Monday Night Raw, this is WCW's going to like a twelve foot ring at this point. How many storylines could you have? On Monday Night Raw, when they went to two hours full time, at any given moment, that were compelling. Six, seven. You can have six or seven concurrent storylines that don't overlap. Hell, you can't get you can't get six or seven good segments in a row. Now, <laughs> again, if more wrestlers than writers. So, if nothing else, when all else fails, okay, when the pandemic kicked off and they didn't know what they were going to do about content, what did they do? They threw two people in the ring and let them wrestle. And then they, they for for you to have emotional attachment, they gave you the ability to join a lottery to be a member on a fucking screen from the from the comfort of your living room slash office slash phone. I I typically don't I typically don't even do this very often. Uh oh. But you want to know how engaging storyline content is more important than in ring match quality or work rate. How? Look at the ratings. Look at the ratings since the attitude era. Everybody has a TV. Or uh, let me back up. It's safe to say that there are two to three times as many TVs per household now than there were in 1999 and 2000. The Walton family has made that an absolute mission of themselves for themselves. They have made sure at every Black Friday for the last 20 years to close the gap on Americans without television. <laughs> there was a movie where uh, people were judged by the It was Martin Lawrence. Was it Blue Streak? When Martin Lawrence was asking the motherfucker, like, how much size is your television? <laughs> Determine how much money he had. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't think, 
I want to say I don't think they were Blue Street. I I want to say it was. It may even be Money Talks, but there was a movie back in the nineties where Matt Martin Lawrence was asking motherfucker how big their TV was in order to determine how much money that person had. Money Talks was Chris Tucker, so that might have been it. I know. Uh, yeah, Blue Streak is the diamond heist gone wrong. Go to jail. Come. It was a out. random conversation. Got you. Don't uh, worry, I'll find it. This is my wheelhouse. Don't even worry about it. And, and it, regardless, irregardless, <laughs> regardless, you people have TVs in their bathrooms now. People have TVs in rooms that they don't even uh, like inhabit. In my forever house, I plan to put a TV everywhere there's enough wall space. I can't I can't wait to get that, that extra room because I'll take you back. I'm gonna take you back to, to a book era. Fahrenheit 451, Ray Bradbury, classic book. Classic book. I saw the I saw the movie. Which one? The new one with Michael uh with Michael B. Jordan? No, no, no. The, no, that is the one I saw. That is, okay. That's it. So I'm so there. I'm gonna take you back to to I I'm, I believe the original movie came out in like sixty eight, sixty nine or something. Okay. For those of you who don't read or don't know, four hundred fifty one degrees Fahrenheit is the temperature which paper starts to burn. And the fire departments in this book is set in the future. The fire departments are designed to go from home to home to put to set fires and and tear down the houses of people that actually have books so they're not, they're not putting out fires they're starting fires that's the fire department and they want you to have these walls and each wall like if you if you were a poor person you had one wall if you were a more well well more well-off person you had two walls if you were filthy freaking rich every room had four walls which is an interactive television type of system where like if we're having a broken pistol booking company pro wrestling podcast and radio show infused with hip hop mm. and I were to say what would you do for a Klondike bar listener X by name and so every household would hear this sound familiar AI right mm-hmm. now in the movie <laughs> get a look into your future folks if it wasn't a wall per like depending on your class it was the size of the wall so it was only one and everybody had to have one because you had to be as propaganda being pumped through these through these, through these walls you have to be accessible and not only was it the size but the dimensions were 16 by 9 widescreen how is this possible when the average or the well, when the standard television back then was four by three, almost a square. Ray Bradbury, Ray Bradbury was with the shit. Mm-hmm. It's typically how that goes. Like Mike Judge was with the shit when he did Idiocracy. And all space with two D's <laughs> for a double dose of this pimping. <laughs> hey, you mean? So yeah. So all that said. You could have the ratings of a lifetime. I wish I knew what the highest wrestling rating was for an entire episode of any show, whether it be Monday Night Raw or uh, Monday Nitro, because you know it was. Do your Googles. Do your Googles. Okay. Hold on. Keep talking. (laughs) Highest rated pro wrestling TV show of all time. 
<laughs> Bro, they got velocity. <laughs> oh, shit. And this sounds about right. 1999, May 10th, an episode of Monday Night Raw achieved an 8.1. Okay. Would Would you like to explain to the to the viewers and listeners what 8.1 translates to? It's a share of households that are watching TV at that time. Essentially, 8% of American TV households that had cable and access to cable were watching Monday Night Raw on May the 10th of 1999. That translates to approximately, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some good, some good off the top math. Back then, probably about ten million. And this you, is you lucky, 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 lucky to clear two point four. Two point four is now. a is a good respectable number. Now you were a loser. You were a loser. You were on the verge of bankruptcy if you got into the twos back then. And I hate to use the attitude era as a crutch. So don't even I won't even do that. Perfect example. Do you know the uh the muffin the, man? No. The bar <laughs> the bar for a two rating back then in that era? Reruns of Matlock. David Arquette winning the WCW World Championship. 2.5 highly regarded as one of the worst decisions ever made in pro wrestling i have nothing against david arquette so i don't feel no type of way but this is also like post eric bischoff doing the in-ring promo for 20 minutes on a harley davidson <laughs> which is which is i mean i'm not just pulling that stat from out of the sky that is largely looked at as that's the moment it all fell apart because you got too far outside of your wheelhouse house and you fucking around and let old man river get a get a groove and look for everything that we've ever said everything that we've ever read once old man river gets a groove you can cancel you can cancel christmas new year's and the following valentine's day okay let me (laughs) this makes me hey stop me when i start lying We'll come to you. Zell me mine, cranberry mimosa. We'll, we'll come. We'll come. You climbing mountains. Um, here, here we'll, we'll get out the TV conversation here in a second. All right. Fifteen point two wrestling rating. Saturday night's main event. Close. That like you're you're white hot, but that's not it. I feel like I've just been insulted. What is what is it? If I looked it up on Urban Dictionary and that's an insult, we're going to have words. Buster Douglas, DiBiase, Hogan, The Hebners, Andre. That is Saturday Night's Main Event. No, that's the main event. Man, get the... Saturday Night's Main, Saturday Night's main Event happened once a quarter. The main event happened once a year. What night was it on? Friday. That's, I almost said something to get us canceled. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. There is a distinct difference because that show was only one hour. Saturday Night's Main Event was always two. But so that was the kicker was that this happened in one hour on a Friday night. 33 million viewers. And this, 
what was episode four was it 47 where we did um the recreation or, or, or the rebooking of the million dollar man uh i'd have to pull up the... I, I believe it was 47 go back and check that but the whole rebooking of the million dollar man comes because of the these 33 million viewers of which we were both one of in that <laughs> but um that said damn close it was 48 what's that for 48 episode 48 oh okay cool um that said there's absolutely no reason where why other than the fact people aren't buying cable but you're still watching the shit and you're still even if you're bootlegging there's way for nielsen to track you know that know that i was right it is saturday night's main event google it no it was the main event Google it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking I'm, at. I'm, I'm reading it right now. Andre versus Hogan on NBC. Are you looking like YouTube? No, I'm looking Saturday, February fifth, nineteen eighty eight. Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see here. May 51988. February, not May. Oh, my bad. February. F- f- February. F- February. All right, 1988. February the 5th is on a Friday, sir. I'm telling you it's the main event. I don't fucking believe you. Okay. Look up Buster Douglas WWE. Matter of fact, I can do that for you. James Buster Douglas. Especially after what, after what you did before we started recording. I can't just take your word at every time. Oh my God. This, <laughs> at is least we, not, this is this is what we're doing. For, not for the rest of the day. It's crack Instagram and A's. That's what they did to us. Wait, so was that Hogan versus Hogan? No. Oh, wait, that was the next. That was two years later. I'm tripping. But wasn't uh, I, that's a whole other conversation. I'll, I'll, that's yeah. But anyway, no, it was. The, but the main event, Friday, February fifth, nineteen ninety eight, was a Friday. So there's no way it could be Saturday night's main event on a Friday. See, uh, the main event was a spinoff of Saturday night's main event. It was held only one time in a year with the exception of 1990, where it was held twice and was equivalent to today's monthly pay-per-view events. Mm-hmm. Uh, were five shows between 88 and 91. 60 minutes. That part's right, right? Same February 5th, 1988. Indianapolis. He got to fact check me on what I did to the cold crush. Ain't this a... Bro, I just... Because I just Googled. So some somebody's <laughs> lying. Either with the site I just read or Wikipedia. Be- because your co-host of six years don't know. And your DJ for 15 don't know shit. That, that ain't the point. Because crack Instagram and AIDS is what well, you try to do to Zion before we started this. Hey, man. I, I choose mild violence on a daily basis. Mild violence is one thing, but just spraying into a crowd is completely different. That's what she said. 
Exactly. And she <laughs> lost a Twitter account for that. And we ain't talking about her. Or Bruno. All right. <laughs> why, I, I, why, cool. why, you, why, you, why are you trying to figure this out? Talk to me about Frankie Kazarian. Um, Frankie, Frankie, you can add him to the to the list of people who have aired their grievances. And he did it in the most respectful way I've heard, but airing their grievances about the process and the policies and the the overall inner workings of AEW once leaving. Here's where he may be different than almost anybody else we've heard come forward before. He opted out of a contract with two years left on it. This man said, I, I'll pass on getting a check. He came to a de- decision where he decided to opt out of a contract two years before it was up when you're basically working one day a week and a pay-per-view every three, four months and he, because he didn't like the way things were conducted. Not because he was fighting with the front office, not because he had a fist fight, not because he had a shouting match with anyone, just because of the way he likes wrestling to be presented. That's just me. That's just no. That's just me. I, I, I had to do something real quick. <laughs> you about to really, you about to really go ape shit. I just had to. <laughs> I had to interfere in the camera's way, so I went dark for just literally for a second. We're good. <laughs> Count the man, Frankie don't fuck with it over there. He don't like that shit. Count he t- wants. He want wrestling to be different. He wants his wrestling different. So if you're watching what's going on on Wednesdays, which is the overall situation, he doesn't want to do wrestling like that. He also okay. wanted to be used more. So he decided to opt out of a contract that he had two years left on getting free money to go do his thing elsewhere. And that adds to another list of people. He may be the first who have given back the money while he was still receiving Ooh. it. But issue is still the same. So you've got this laundry list of talent that either have have been treated poorly in terms of human relations where people just are not communicating. Or you have people who just decided to opt out because, look, this particular situation is not what I thought it would be. And Frankie said, I was there from the start. I was in the text threads and the conversations when this before this place was actually a thing. I knew it when it was a concept. This, you know, I prefer a different type of wrestling. He didn't say anything disparaging about the company or anything to that effect. But even though there's an NDA in place, people largely feel as though that's why Cody's not there anymore. Because of the style of wrestling that Cody likes to put on. And you can see that on full display on Mondays. You know what type of wrestling Cody enjoys because that's what he's doing. And not because it's Stanford. It's just... He likes that he grew up where we grew up in the South. There's a certain type and style of presentation. Hey, not that I'm trying to acknowledge the pander, right? But it it goes, it says, it speaks volumes that you trust an opponent enough in WWE that after you inadvertently tear a peck off the bone that you want a that you want to work. An enclosed steel cage match with one of the most sound technicians that the that the not just the industry but that company has to offer. Literally days after it happened, you're you're already you're you're earmarked on the shelf for minimum nine months. 
and you have to go do this show to make sure people get a return on their investment because that's the product that you believe in. Frankie Gazarian was at AEW in the beginning. He was also at Impact in the beginning with TNA. Mm -hmm. He goes back to Impact to, I hate to say it unless he's backstage, minimal Impact, but he's also got more years behind him than he has ahead of him. So for that, I'll give him a pass. It's commendable as hell that you're giving money back, that you're still getting paid for free, that you don't have to. That's 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 what we call G shit. I mean, that's 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 the definition of standing on business. Like when we say standing on business, it's stuff like that. It's like, well, look, my code of ethics or my moral code or just my plan for my life does not include me doing this for a check. So rather than take this, knowing I'm doing this work disingenuously, I will opt out and let you keep what you got going on because I'm going to go find it somewhere else so let's let's break down some of the some of the powers that be founder former evp cody rhodes back in wwe auditor and had to sign an nda agreement to not talk about why he left mr tna aj styles in wwe after leaving impact uh Frankie Kazarian's best friend and stable mate multiple times backstage and creative at AEW. Also part of SCU, one of the first, actually the first tag team signed, not named Bucks in AEW. Mean, meanwhile, the third member of that aforementioned group is on a milk carton. Who I was going to mention next, but you've mentioned him. We're good. Um, James Storm. He, thank you. He's retired. Well, somewhat retired. I guess he, I mean, he's still making indie appearances, but he's no longer with Impact. Cool. And if he is, he's backstage, which is where he needs to be because he he was there for a while. And God bless him. Here's a spoiler alert. Well, a spoiler alert, but a little Easter egg here. He actually showed up on one episode of NXT and was able to cut a promo post match and said, sorry about your damn luck in, in James Storm form. There's it was that. all right there and he opted out. Like, again, he, for the exact same reason. He either either he didn't care for the thing the way things were going there or he felt more comfortable elsewhere. He opted out. Moose. Hold on, hold Moose. on, hold on, hold on. I'm coming. I'm he, he's he's the he's the last one. Before I go to Moose, Robert Rude. Bobby Rude also knows impact. Well, Uncle Robbie. <laughs> TNA uh impact stalwarts, former world heavyweight champion, multiple time world tag team champion, one of the greatest pl- uh, players to ever ever come from that 2005 impact era to anywhere in professional wrestling on the shelf indefinitely my guy should have got a real shot and then we talk about like he's kazarian says he wants he likes a certain style of wrestling and we're, we're paraphrasing but it's a certain something he's looking for the only person that's going to give you anything remotely close to that is moose and Moose isn't a homegrown product, but the glory days of his pro wrestling career have come in impact. He's he grew up in ROH. Now he's an impact. And because Moose wants to bet on himself so much, he has signed the allegedly the longest contract ever offered in impact history. Now, 
are, are we playing smoke and mirrors and saying it's longer than anybody that has ever signed to TNA under Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett? Or are we saying in the history of that brand from inception from 2003 till now that he has now signed the longest contract extension in the history of anybody to ever come across those lines? Suave? Here's where I have the issue. Don't make it the headline that he signed the longest contract in impact history without also telling me the highest paid contract in impact history. Zell me mine. I'm, I don't want to hear about how long or how long he's going to kick it here. Or he's he impact for life. Did you pay him like he's impact for life? I'm the best worker with the happiest attitude with the lowest pay. Signed, no one ever. The free the idea and concept of un, unrestricted free agency is built on this concept. You can kiss my entire ass, pay like you weigh. So if Moose is not the highest paid player at Impact, somebody fucked up. Go play with yourself. <laughs> Then, now, and forever. Oh man, no uh, good song. AEW. Not here to play games with y'all. Collision happened this past Saturday. Uh, Cranberry Mimosa climbing mountains. Phil decided he wanted to cut a promo, taking a page out of me and Suave's book. Stop me when I stop lying. We can stop go. Me when, stop me when I start. Oh, sorry, stop me when I start. Thank you, Suave. Stop, stop me when I start lying. This is a, we are in our sixth year. Go back, pick any episode, especially one where there's a rent. Those usually are two hours plus. Find one. We used to call it chopping wood and um, actual factuals. You could hear that phrase being said at nauseum. And we're not saying we made the phrase, but I can tell you that we made it popular. No, I'll tell you, I made that particular phrase the way I say it. I've never heard anybody else say it, and because I coined it that way. And it was it was heard, recycled that way for our ears and viewing pleasure this past Saturday. I ain't even mad about it. I'm just like, you know, I appreciate first of all, I appreciate Tell him. He he has asked for it. He deserves it. Sell him his. You know what I'm saying? Just tell me mine. I, I appreciate that you've listened to the show and you found something that you enjoy. I am in I feel great that you were able to take that and make it into something else. I just, you know. We just need we just need ours because we try we got some shit we trying to do over here. So just you know uh, we cooking. We yeah we, we don't even we don't even need a stove. We just need a pot. Uh, made possible <laughs> made possible by viewers like you. I'm gonna take the channel 13 approach. Man, K E R A local local uh, information access channel. You, you know it in your market is PBS. Just that's, that's it. You know that's where that's where Sesame Street was. Yeah, right, right off of PBS and right off of PBS KERA. Bam, Sesame Street. How tragic is it that that's on HBO now? Like, <laughs> like can Big Bird drop a motherfucker? And... <laughs> it's not. It's not. You know that's not why that that way. That, that was real estate that got bought up and gentrified. What the hell is wrong? With you, you? I mean, yeah, they in loft apartments and shit now. Ain't no brownstones. I get it, but still. Now, now if you want to talk to me about the t- the Elmo's Tonight Show, that's different. <laughs> yeah, hey. Elmo has a Elmo has a late night talk show for kids that they would watch before they go to bed. 
Hey, you want you want to impress me? Do a collab between, between Ronald McDonald and Snuffleupagus, like. <laughs> Look, and then and then they he has musical guests too. He'll have like Jordan Sparks was on an episode, and then she'll sing before everything. Like it, it's cool. It's actually cool the way they got it set up. Wonder, wonder, wonder how. You, never mind. Never mind. You know how you know how I know. You've met her. Yes, I have. Wonderful, wonderful being, salt of the earth. No max. Oh, uh, so <laughs> what, what's up? What's up with this? Uh, well, I know how you feel about it, right? But how do we how do we fix this problem of the AEW hard camera a not being anywhere near field, but b being championed as a failure? Wait, what? The AEW hard camera side. You've seen the pictures of, on on the inter- interwebs on Al Gore's internet. I've heard about it. I don't. Okay. You know how when those pictures came from what was the last pay per view? Uh, double or nothing. Yeah, double or nothing. You could you could make arguments for certain photos because they were so early in the broadcast, you felt like people were still getting there, and then Vegas is notor- notoriously a late arrival city. That's a piece of shit. Whoever did that piece of shit, go ahead. No, 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 no. But because later in the night, those same seats are empty, you can't claim that anymore. No. To do it at 2 p.m. local time? Not, not 2 p.m. The ones I'm talking about is like, you got pictures of Orange Cassidy right after he no, won. No, 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 no. I, I, I hear you. Like I'm saying, like when the match, if you, if you're take, if you're doing it while matches are happening, like middle of the pay per view, I understand it. But right. to do it at 2 p.m. on game day, that's lame. Like, like just to that's say lame. you're first. Like, what the fuck that's, are you doing? Like, because you because the the internet is turned into one big clout chase, and as we have come to realize. The wrestling community of the internet is probably one of the most toxic on planet Earth. Do you think that it's time to uh, to look at downsizing the venues moving forward, or do we continue to uh, to overpay and hope that we can fill more real estate? Like, do you want the problem to be we don't have enough seats, or do you want the problem to be we have too many seats? Ideally, you would always want the problem to be you don't have enough seats, but you would like that problem to be in a bigger venue. Mm. What, <laughs> from, from the AEW perspective specifically, you have to address the pricing scale because that is what Boy. Is the, that's the part that's not coming out in a lot of these conversations. The sliding scale of pricing when it comes to seats is certainly way more than the average family-oriented individual is willing to spend for a seat to watch live wrestling that they could typically see for either a fourth of that price or completely free on television. The bloom is off that rose for sure. Because we, we talked about it on this show before. Like the first eight It was unbelievable. Show, that was at, no, the first one was at Curtis Colwell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was unbelievable. 2500 for ringside on a, on a Wednesday? Slap yourself. 900 to sit on the opposite side of the camera, but ringside. $900. Now, I understand you riding a hype train. You trying to money grab. I get it. But we in year, what, four now? Yeah, it's the act of October. Yeah. We we well into year four. Like, lower bowl seats are still in the 300s. Like, 
how? Why? And this is regular television. And it's not like when they come here, they don't go to American Airlines Center. And they never will. Nah, I won't say that. Only, only <laughs> after what we just talked about a few episodes ago with uh <laughs> <laughs> you got I mean one one, one just, would like to think <laughs> one would like to think that at some point they'll be doing well enough to where they can fill up basketball arenas. So I'm not gonna be like they can't, they won't, they never will, because that it goes against what we stand for here. We want the business to grow because that's how we get this money. No, no, no. So you're missing what I'm saying here. With what Nick Khan just pulled. Unless it's in that window, right? You have other options in this area. You have the you have the luxury of being in the metro area that area that has eight million people here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. You're not gonna go out there having a conversation with Jerry. You don't need to. Because you've got the University of Texas at Arlington. Dallas Wings play there. You've also got uh Fort Worth. Uh, Will, Will Rogers, a.k.a. Uh, also the Dickies Arena. That holds 15000 Until you address this pricing scale, you'll be good to do a high school gym. Oh, like, no, no, no. Absolute factuals. I mean, I'm sure people people would be, be willing to pay. Mm, okay, what's the lowest dollar amount you've seen on WWE show in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that's not a house show, like Monday Night Raw or SmackDown at either arena, Dickies or AAC? Um, yeah, if you're willing to sit at the very top of the arena. Top, get top bold, dark corner behind the Tron. You can get in. The, you can actually get in for like less than 30 bucks. Less than 30 bucks. I'm saying 25. I was thinking like 29, 28, there, 29. There's no reason why AEW can't do that price because I can tell you, well, we 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 can deduce, we can't, we don't know for sure, but we can deduce based on the schedule that they're not paying their talent as much as they're paying WWE talent. Per individual, you're absolutely correct. In overall payroll. Not exactly sure because it's, it's a bunch of these motherfuckers. But you can get free video games just off the roster alone. My boy, my boy. Let me find like, out. Let me find out. Uh, dark slash Dark Evolution, uh, Collision, and Dynamite are all uh, all uh, shows, and you get Rampage for I me. Mean, all all games you get Rampage for free. This. Uh, before that takes me all the way off on a completely different tangent. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> we, we also had this conversation amongst some other people who had a, had strong opinions about it. And it was like, this is before I knew about the pricing scale for those other places. But they went to, um, it's one of the cities they went to and it was another kind of a poor turnout. And I was like, look, at this point, if you're not packing out these venues, you got two options. You either need to start skipping these cities until they they show you that they are clamoring for your product, or you need to fire whoever's the head of promotions because they fucking suck. Man. Your marketing (laughs) and promotions department needs to be fired, scrapped, and restaffed. Period. Period. 
So whichever one of those two you want to pick, that's what you got to pick. But because we know about the pricing scale and what it used to be, and then there have been people who have been looking for tickets as of late because there is a huge cluster of AEW shows in different places right now, you know that the pricing scale is weird. The pricing scale for what they charge, and not even just ringside, because you look, at this point, if you're a wrestling fan and a full-grown adult, you know that ringside they taxing because everybody wants to try to be on TV. That's it. So they feel like they can price a certain type of individual out of those seats, which is completely understandable. You don't, you don't want, you don't want the same guy that's in the dark corner on his 18th beer on TV (laughs) dead center. Like there is a reason things happen. I get it. I understand. I'm not advocating for it. I just say, I understand. Absolutely. But, but when you're looking at, okay, maybe they don't think this is a family product. Maybe maybe that's that's part of the thing. They want to be the alternative. Cool. Understood. But if you're trying to capture that energy of the 18 to 49 demo that oh, there's that, that so demo. Highly, there's that, yeah, key, that key demo. demo. If you're trying to g- gather that attention, you have to realize that on the on the younger end of that slope that basically 18 to 25, six, seven, they're broke. <laughs> Call, I mean, just, just keep it a thousand. Like you can believe all the day traders on Instagram. If you want to, everybody ain't flipping stocks like that. There everybody are more make of, a million dollars drop shipping. There are more of them in their parents' homes right now than there were 30 years ago in the exact same age group. It's it's easy for you to make 40 bands flipping sneakers when you're living in your parents' basement with their credit card. Let alone if one of them happens to work for the company, but that's another conversation for another episode. Boy. (laughs) All right. 18 to 24, 5, 6, 7, they're broke for the most part, or they're going to spend their money on different things. Why? Because they're chasing things that usually aren't at wrestling shows, but well, nowadays are not at wrestling shows. Oh, good segue. Here's somebody chasing things that's not at wrestling shows himself. Ryback, talk about it. <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't no, I, I had, I was having way more fun. This clown, this ass yeah. clown has the nerve, the unmitigated, the caucasity. No, 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 no. Okay, go ahead, because I'm going to shock the shit out of you. Go ahead. To want to do a a feud with Goldberg and AEW and think that it can draw. First of all, considering what Ryback has become famous for post-WWE. Talking shit, doing dope. And what Goldberg is famous for. Fucking people up in real life. (laughs) This is oh, 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 perfect. Oh, that'll make you infamous. But oh, oh, ooh, this is ooh, perfect. Ooh, that's a ooh, that's a powder keg, suave. Exactly. Ooh. And what do people love to do when there's a train wreck? What? Stop and look. <laughs> Get out. So Ryback is a hundred percent correct. <laughs> exactly, and that's exactly what you want done. So the ex- the explanation that he gave as to why it would be great, he is a hundred percent correct on. No cap. And, and <laughs> hey, I almost thought somebody's lying. I ain't gonna do that. But um yeah, like Ryback is he's not wrong. 
And then go it get the only thing I hate about it is that go it gave Goldberg a, an opportunity to get on a soapbox. Which you anybody who's ever watched this show for more than three episodes knows <laughs> I ain't here for that shit yeah. at all ever. in any circumstance ever <laughs> not on any day never. But it gave him an opportunity to say, "Well, how long have you been out of the business?" And da 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 da. And you want to tell people what will won't work? Why don't you just shut up and let let wrestling be what it is? And I'm like, for total context, aren't you aren't you the same dude? who said American fans are nothing like the fans in Japan. Japan fans are, are, are respectful. American fans just need to shut up and, and take what, and no, <laughs> they need to shut up and pay attention. For, for total context. And this is before you almost murdered Mark Calloway. <laughs> for total context, Ry- Ryback apparently has been injured, which is the reason why he hasn't been wrestling. And apparently he will be cleared this summer. And he says he via Twitter, I challenge Goldberg in my in my return to a retirement match. So he wants his first match back to be a retirement match against Goldberg. I mean, look, Goldberg is the one who said, you know, he was mad at WWE because they wouldn't green light him a retirement match, so he might go elsewhere. Because now he is a free agent. He's no longer under a WWE legend deal or anything else. So that's like a that's a wave of flag. That's a pick me status for Tony Khan, who's out here tricking on on content. If <laughs> if it no, if it if it can possibly boost his situation, he will pay for it. Yep. And that, and that's a that's a respectable business model. Is just it's what you pay for, who you pay, and how much you pay them. But like having a having a bottomless bank account is dangerous if you keep throwing money at problems. You need to be throwing money at solutions. But all Goldberg did was, you know, essentially prostitute his name and likeness. Like, hey, I'll give somebody this last match. I might didn't even say some shit like I might go overseas and do it. Which, even, you feel what I'm saying? So He's not without fault in this. And again, the name of the game at the end of the day is to make money. So however you go about doing that, fine. Ryback was not wrong about what he said. Had Goldberg kept it strictly about yes or no, do I want to work with him? I could have been eye with it. But then you attack the man's character for some shit I've seen you do <laughs> in one way or another. So it's like both, both of y'all have horrid horrid reputations but both of you rode a lightning bolt different amounts of time same energy is it wrong to wonder who would hurt who first in the match absolutely not because that's why we'd watch dead ass we would watch that match waiting for something to go wrong for somebody to miss a cue slip and fall Pull and tear something, knock on wood. Or worse, shoot. Exactly. That was the one I was saving for the end. For for one of those, like when Brock Lesnar decided to, my my most favorite Braun Strowman match. At No Mercy 2017. That right hook that almost changed everything for him. Throw your big ass down. That's what that was. I want to see what happens when that happens between those two. Because I am not convinced that either one of them are really good at fighting. Mm. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know who to bet on. I know Goldberg's trained, but I've never seen him in a real fist fight ever. And because I've never seen him in a real fist fight 
or even heard the stories of a real fist fight, but I have seen what William Regal was able to do with him on live television. Not exactly sure if I'm ready to just pick him like I would pick Lashley or Lesnar in a fight. Here's a flashback for those who don't know. Bill Goldberg was uh, on the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons team, never played a game of pro football in his life. He was signed to the Falcons, though. He was injured in one of the most gruesome injuries you ever hear from someone who never touched the field in the game. Tore his abdomen off of his pelvis. And the next stop was the WCW power plant. Let that sit for a second. Uh, Wait, does any, anybody care to to kind of guess or surmise how you would create the type of elasticity, <laughs> lack of elasticity in such a core muscle group that it would detach from itself? In your 30s. In your 30s. Not, we're not talking about like you still going at it in your 40s or 50s. We're talking about your thir- the prime of your life. The prime of your life. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. talked about it earlier, but yeah, that, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I wasn't going to circle. I wasn't going to spend a block on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would I would watch it because I'm looking for the train wreck. So for that reason, Ryback is 100% correct in this. He's 100% right. Now, are we clamoring to see him do anything? No, I don't think so. I don't have anything against him because I don't know him. I, I don't even know enough of his personal stances to say whether or not, you know, we fuck with the guy on this show, just to be perfectly honest. <laughs> like, I, I don't know enough about him to say we do or we don't. It, now, some people recently we just learned some shit about like nah we don't fuck with them bruh, <laughs> listen yeah I don't know that a lot one, wait, one, one of them is very close with gang for that for that reason alone I will leave it alone just understand alright no, I, 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 I'm with you I got it <laughs> man I don't I, 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 I really I hate, I hate doing subs on uh, uh, shit like that kind of shit, but that that's that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to be a piece of shit in real life. That's all I'm, t- I'm telling you. Um, not on that scope, though. We skipped over this, and I don't know why. This person will be possibly a multi-company Hall of Famer before it's all said and done, quite possibly in the next year. And she deserves every ounce of this. Okay. Sandra Gray, seamstress to the wrestling stars, after 40 years in the business, has retired. And she retired with AEW. I don't guess who it who it is, who it's been over the last 40 years. If you've seen ring gear, her fingers were on it. I'm I'm gonna keep it G with you. Um, I usually don't campaign for people to get jobs or anything oh, like that. Mo years. All I'm saying is, this is the type of contribution to the business to where I think it would be in your best interest from a PR standpoint and just from a good karma standpoint to create a position specifically for her, like an. 
I guess you might call it like an overseer of director of quality control for, you know, for, uh, for wardrobe, director of quality control for wardrobe. There you go. Sign her to that. Let it be the equivalent of a, of a legends deal and just make sure she good till, till she go on to glory and and make sure that her successors are good at what they do. Cause I mean, you have, you have to be to do that anyway, but just that now you really created some shit. Hit the bell. Now you have a training ground for everything else that goes on inside your company. Can you, you imagine? Say, oh, can you imagine? Think think about your graphics game now, right? So in the last since we've been doing this show, how many different programs have you been using to cook our graphics for or with? Should I say? Consistently, somewhere between three and five. Can you imagine if the guys at Pen and Pixel were to give you the game from 1994 and you were able to incorporate early digital into your game right now at virtually no cost to you? What that would do for your for your uh, for your portfolio? Hit the Ron Murray trigger. I tell you exactly what it would do. <laughs> Ron, where you at? Price just went up. Price just went up. <laughs> And ain't, and ain't doing no negotiating either. That's Tell the equivalent. Mine. That's the equivalent of what Miss Sandra Gray can do for any organization, just simply passing off nuggets while she's overseeing the quality of the product that's being put out there. And I don't need to maintain the brand, the level of brand superiority that whatever company she's working for has. I don't even care if she comes to work. She could jump on a Zoom call and say, yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. It's the principle. It is the principle. Now, I know Tony Khan will throw money around. I know he will. So I'm even very much under the impression that that she will be taken care of via Kanos just to, you know, kind of stick around in an advisory role, something similar to what I'm pitching. But because of how much culture she's because of how much culture she's responsible for for Stanford, that's what you need to go do like right now on some on some good PR because Lord knows you can use it. Boy, amazing! You can amazing, absolutely use good PR. Amazing work! Thank you for your contributions to the culture. People have been copying you, uh, even in the independent scene, and then those that are in the independent scene that you've able to touch and, and bless their game. We appreciate it because. Those aesthetics add to the presentation that is a superstar. So you create these superstars. And I I think that's one of those things that's very underappreciated and should be heralded. I think she's a first ballot Hall of Famer for whatever organization decides to do so. And honestly, Cauliflower Alley should be the first one. I mean, however you want to do it, you know, however you want to do it. Uh, Whoever whoever wants to get first dibs, it doesn't matter to me. Ooh, what if she end up in Impact? She she start back making uh, what is she going by now? Oh, Trinity, Trinity. yeah, because that's where I first saw her. Saw Miss Sandra was watching uh, Total Divas, <laughs> and, and I would see the the stuff she would make for Naomi. Now Trinity, yeah, Trinity, yep. Oh, I'm just saying, hey, Impact, you want an opportunity to throw some money around? You know, gang over here, the 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 vice president of talent relations. Of who? Impact. Our gang? D-Lo. Oh, 
You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fixed fight over there, man. We I'm, we can sign the impact. <laughs> why you bullshitting? <laughs> look, look, we should we should call D'Lo. Now I'm having an on-air private conversation. Oh, we should shit, call, we we should call D'Lo. Wait, hold on. Let me get the, let, me, let me get this out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. That'll, that'll make it funny as shit. No, we should call D'Lo and tell him that we want to we want to um, we want to provide alternate commentary <laughs> for the shows. So so that way it's like director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. <laughs> Outstanding. That is, that, is, that is stupid funny. That is ridiculously funny. Oh shit! Saturday Night Live couldn't do this if they wanted to. Um, speaking of NBC, Rock. What what are they smoking? They didn't like the numbers, so Young Rock had to go. There's so many other things that could have been canceled. You you're in the middle of arguably the best pro wrestling storyline cinema in the history of the business. And this person who just happens to be of the same lineage of the the the, the TV storyline who's having this mostly biographical show about his life with a fictional spin in the future, maybe fictional, we don't know because it hasn't happened yet. And after three seasons, you pulled the plug? Explain it. I can't. I, I can't. I mean, the only thing I can think of, maybe negotiations fell through on an extension. Maybe, maybe uh, the availability of certain people was not what it needed to be to continue the show. Um, there's all sorts of reasons that that shows get canceled, and and not all of them are good. One of my favorite shows that only had I want to say one, maybe two seasons, the Carmichael Show, fucking fantastic piece of work. Canceled. Watching, uh, me, me and the missus right now are watching uh, For Life. It's it's very hard for a Fifty Cent to miss you on a show. Facts. And this one was on network television. Lasted two seasons mm-hmm. was picked up by IMDB and they could not uh, shop or facilitate a deal for season three. Now, I haven't seen all of season two yet, but they have to be there has to be a way for them to land the plane. Um, there, there, I will say the show as comprised from what you've seen even so far, there's only so much further we can take it. Absolutely. Before, before you have to end up with a drastic shift from what the show was all about to begin with. And considering it was like a, as with any show uh, of this caliber, you have to kind of take a, the good with the bad and make a more entertaining, more compelling story for, to make it good for television. Whatever it was, they did it. They did a damn good job of it. And uh, best best of luck to every actor that's involved in that show because that that was a good piece of work too. But Young Rock, like, I mean, it, it, that, that show that show was the epitome of what pandemic programming was about. All right, so there's pros and cons to to Young Rock. 
it's a wrestling theme, wrestling based show. So for people like us, it's going to be something we check out because we we deal with the culture. Uh, a con, historically inaccurate, but <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just some shit that didn't happen because of people and the places they were at the time. But no one ever said this was a documentary. They said it was a sitcom. Technical difficulties on my side. Keep going. I'm still here though. But um, yeah, just the whole vibe of the show. How much? How much further are you gonna go with this? Because at some point, the actors on that show are gonna age out. Because if you're already talking about him as um, Rocky Maivia becoming the Rock, so at some point, even the guy playing the Rock is going to age out. Age out, right? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so here's here's another one. Here's another good show. Uh, okay. Three seasons, and it was only supposed to chronicle a certain era for these people. An uh, American Saga, Wu Tang, the Hulu joint. Yes, Love plane landed perfectly in three seasons. Yes, you got creation of two albums and the formation of a of one of the most iconic rap supergroups in the history of rap supergroups. That's making the most of your real estate because they told the whole story. And at the end of it, I was like, damn, I don't feel like I missed anything. But I'm like, but I'm also like, damn, they were only around for this long. Well, there, so there are holes in the story, but those holes are individualized. The stories for the group, three seasons for two albums, I'm here for. Now, they had three albums in the 90s. It wasn't about the third album ever. It was about the first two. And I think they did a masterful job of tying those those uh those together and I, I never knew the story about the expiring contracts like they all expired at the same time yep. yeah i that's that was a tidbit i didn't know which which made it cool which i say it all the time even when we talk about watching dark side of the ring if it's a story i've never heard before i'm gonna enjoy it more because i've i've inhaled so much wrestling history and culture that it's like it's not a lot I haven't heard. That's the importance of actually, as a as a fan of this culture, of the wrestling culture, going out and meeting your uh, your the ones who are coming out just to get money. I mean, do they have a right to? If you ever watch them, they have a right to go out there and try to do like these autograph signings or what have you, right? But if you can see somebody just walking the street that you recognize. Don't try to take a picture with them for a cool moment. Learn something. Take something back with you. The stories is how the history keeps being recycled. Actual. Like we had we had about a 30-minute conversation with D'Lo for this show. But we talked to him 30 minutes before we recorded and about an hour and a half after we recorded. I was going to say, at least, yeah, there's at least two and a half hours of conversation that didn't make no one will ever hear except the people who were standing there (laughs) and one of them we can't even tell you and he's been on the show that part (laughs) so it's just like but of course we were raised with a certain code we not cloud chasing everything like there are certain artists i would love to meet and i don't necessarily have to have the photo op i want the game i want okay at the beginning of swaptoberfest prime shameless plug there is a line that says relationships are not the thing they're the only thing i said that and i got got that from city councilman of newark new jersey 
uh, multi-platinum hip-hop artist Dupre Do It All Kelly. It's oh, and, and since we're celebrating this massive rollout of, uh, of content that we got going on this week, uh, I guess I guess we should uh, declare the fact that you know I got four million. I've broken four million streams of the artist. Oh shit! Yeah, and and with just with you, not to say I don't count anything that hasn't happened with you, just with you. Since you and I have been rocking musically on a professional level, I've acquired about a quarter of a million streams with you. I can almost tell you exactly where it came from, dude. I, it's, it's some shit I need to show you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I know what you're talking about. It's, well, oh, that's, that's, oh, on one on one platform, I know what you're talking about. I can't. I don't. I don't know about the rest of it, but I, I saw one. It was just like, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I say, okay, well, pimping ain't dead. It just moves to the web. It moves to the west side. Yep. But uh, and this this is just one platform, so it's um it's a it's a humble flex, but still, I I, I'm appreciative of all that. Just understand with all this content we just dropped, there's more coming. Um, speaking of Swapsoberfest Plus, so we our prime rather we prime Prime. we on prime now. Dog Wonder was the very first voice that you heard. Space Lost Coast to Coast. Uh, co-host and founder of Earth Weird as Fuck podcast. EYF. Uh, DB, shirt that shit. The only other cameos on that joint, MC-wise, Don Clyde Van Ham, Dallas Scoundrel, Scoundrel Life. Uh, and then also, right before the uh, swinging Chad uh, Suave, Swaptoberfest version, there was some really petty shit talking that was going on from one uh Bonathan B. Mr. Bernard. Bun B. Yeah, yeah. Straight straight goat status. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was upholding good. his end of a bet and good, uh Man of Honor. Sorry, we had the audio. That's what happens. I mean it was either it was either that audio or the audio from XM. One and of one of the two. I'm surprised both of them didn't make it. But we, yeah, we still have the both. There is a version of, of Soft Hill Phrase Prime that does have both versions. I digress. Now this ain't that kind of party. On the flip side, the reason why I bring him up wasn't for Soft Phrase Prime. It was for the release of Trill Burgers in Montrose this today uh, or th- this week rather. Yeah, they, they, brick they, and mortar they, is open. They've been through nothing but rave reviews. He has a vegan OG and a vegan child, a baby G, as you as he calls it. Uh, I'm here for it. I can't wait to try it out. Even every everyone's favorite uh, uh, favorite uh, cloud runner. And when I say cloud runner, I mean he makes clouds cry. Drake popped up for a uh, for a cameo at Trill Burgers. That was <laughs> that was completely unnecessary. Was it? That was egregious. Was it was it? unnecessary and egregious. Frequency. You could have just said, you could have just said six God. You could have just said, you could have called him Aubrey Graham. Like that's egregious. That's, 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 he I'm, didn't deserve it. I'm too old. Sorry. I just, I'd shake his hand if I, if I saw him. I'd just tell him I don't appreciate his music. But we can be cool. At least I'd be honest. At the end of the day, that's all yeah, I can really get for. And, it, and it's, you know, stop me when I'm telling lies, I guess, you know? The truth uh, is all I can ask for. 
That's the one thing I can ask for, and and just and I know if I get it, I'm gonna be better for. All right, now one last bit of business, and so we can get out of here. Yep. Forbidden Door Two takes place this Saturday, June 25th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I, check, I, check, I might be doing. I might. I'm checking the date. Sunday. I'm sorry. Sunday, June 25th. I don't know why I said Saturday because I'm used to Saturday pay per views. That's why. Sunday, June 25th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Three, Three, we, we convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring me your dinner bucket. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's drunks yeah. over in the corner. Check right. the agenda. I think we got a couple other ones that ain't been tapped. No, no, no. Those, those are going to get pushed. Aha. Yeah, we can. We those need to be pushed for next week for gotcha. a very specific reason. So yeah, we'll come to that. I bet that. Um, actually, let's jump the let's jump the gun on one of them. We'll end. We'll, we'll end it with one of them. Draw the car. All right. Um, so far, <laughs> and this is why we're not doing a. You know who ain't gonna win unless you have them four sixty minute matches. All we got is four matches on the books for a double. I mean for uh for Forbidden Door two at the Scotia Bank Arena, by the way, uh in Toronto, Ontario. Speaking of, we went from Drake to Forbidden Door in Toronto. Ain't that a bitch? Anyway, <laughs> um, MJF. It's almost like you, it's almost like you planned that. I didn't. I promise. MJF, your AEW World Champion versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, Sonata taking on, or who is your IWGP World Champion taking on Jungle Buck Jack Perry. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry, man. I, I can't. Keep uh, going. There, there's a point I'm going to make at the end of this. Keep going. And and what I'm calling a double main event, the first one, Brian Danielson versus Kazushka Okada, Kaz Okada, if you will. And I never try to pronounce his first name. So I it's Kazushka. It, that's not that hard. Kazushka. Hachu. Kazushka. I uh, never read it. That's the that's the thing. But go ahead. I just keep hearing. I, I thought it was uh, the, the bitch in the mask, but it, apparently it was... Uh, um uh, body or Ian Ren, Ian Rickabani, who's uh careful, jeez, who calls him uh Kazushika. Like, come on, man. Come on. Anyway, uh Kung Fu Kenny Omega, the IWGP United States champion, taking on Will on display. That those two matches right there should be phenomenal matches. I just don't know why you. I just I feel like unless there's something major coming out of this, uh, that's not a match. You're wasting your IWGP champion. I got HGH and creatine inside my DNA. Well, I've got inside my DNA. I, I, I'm 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 in the uh, I'm in the vessel going down to visit the Titanic. Pull me back up. Um. Look. Okay. It's great that we're going over the, the um, Forbidden Door card right now because it proves exactly what we're talking about at the top of the show. There are probably, out of the whole card and whoever else is is going to end up appearing on this show, you really only care about two of these matches. One of them would be <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Why? <laughs> because there's a story there. 
and it's the first time on American soil. Yes, you know they're going to have a video game match. Yes, if you went and looked up what was in Japan, you know what they're capable of. But the idea is that there is a story in place because these two are supposed to genuinely not like each other. And on top of that, say what you want. Say what you want about the things I've said. Something tells me Kenny's going to do the right thing in Canada for Will Ospreay. We'll see. I mean, okay. There's nothing that would help your image in the eyes of some wrestling fans than to pull a pull a Jericho in this situation. And and you're bulletproof. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you're, you're, you're bulletproof in the in the sense that if you take an L on a forbidden door pay-per-view. It doesn't really hurt you in the long run. First of all, you made a quite a bit of money in the process. And secondly, that that's a concentrated number of people who are actually going to see this. <laughs> it's just like you winning in Japan. Like there's a concentrated number of people who are exposed to this. But of the of the matches you read off, I mean no most of them have no build. Most of them have no backstory. That's why our level of excitement tempered at best. I just hope that with that 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 bitch ass. Uh, oh dear. Uh, I'll just call him an, an observer person. Um, his 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 latest man crush hasn't shown up on this card yet. Hopefully he stays far away from that. Six man tag. Easy. Or I can see a, a tag team with Konosuke to, uh, Takeshita and him. I could see that happening. Uh hopefully sure. we hopefully we don't get a, like another, oh, I don't know, six star match out there or five star match from this guy. Same man. I'm I'm you know what? I had I had a different type of smoke for the first time I actually heard read that uh piece of information you were alluding to. Now I just don't have it because I, I mean, the more I think about it, it's like for me to engage on that piece of information is to validate the the absolute lunacy that goes on <laughs> in that person's mind when it comes to professional wrestling. I mean, you should have talk, you should have stopped me before I got on the goddamn bridge and started fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I, I know. Yeah, you were looking to close the show with a bang, but no, 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 it. no. We got, I got something better than that. I do. Okay. All right. So I wonder. Yeah, I wonder no pushes to next week, but to it's not, possible to, to not run over people and, and not leave the viewers in the dark. Long story short, there's no reason on God's green earth that John Moxley in the last month has had more five star <laughs> matches than Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat combined. Combined. <laughs> that's all we're saying. That's all. That's all this conversation. Oh, oh shit. Move on. What, what's next? So I wanted to say I wanted to save this to next week, but something tells me if we drop this episode like like we plan to, uh, difficulties aside, uh, um, we we may be soothsayers. Okay, shoot. We haven't heard anything about Brock Cody three. Right. Do you think it's going to happen in Money in the Bank first and foremost? No. You think it's too soon? 
No, uh, I think Co- I, I matter of fact, uh, it's Cody and Dominic. That's right. That, okay. That money in the bank. So I, I think we get three at SummerSlam. So so we probably get the 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 the, the bullet that's that's or the gunshot that starts the 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 fight or that starts the gunfight uh, for SummerSlam at Money in the Bank with Dominic and probably getting your yes. interference or post match. Uh, exercise from one Brock Lesnar, right? One would think. Articles have been circulating that states that a stipulation that hasn't been done in a while has been tossed around for Brock Cody 3. Factuals. Do we do a mixtape or do we just pick one and see who's who's the winner and then put something on the line? You can mixtape it. This, okay. I mean, the list ain't that long, but yeah, sure. All right. I'm going to put this one out here first simply because it's probably the least likely to happen. Just don't take my first one. But the storyline is uh, the storyline has dictated that this is a possibility. I just don't know if they'll allow it regardless of the principles involved because of the company we're dealing with. I'm going to say first blood go suave. That was my answer. Really? Yes. You remember the text conversation? No, 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 I don't. I'm I'm dead serious. You're going to have to look at your phone after this, though. So now that you've you've taken my answer. um, Like Jay-Z now. Right. (laughs) Make another hove. No, because when we had the text conversation, your your first mind was bull rope. No, did, did I say bull rope? Yes. You said no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My first mind was last man standing. But the last time we saw that where it mattered <laughs> was uh was Jay versus yeah, Jay versus Roman. And and uh and and uh Jimmy Uso came during while he was injured and interfered. This was pandemic style. Wasn't that I quit? It was. Oh, no, that's last no, Yeah, I quit. That's what it was. So I quit. Yeah. yeah. That's last time that. So, okay. I quit goes on the mixtape. First Blood goes on the mixtape. Um, Bull Road match you can put on the mixtape just because who Cody's father is. Um, give me something else. Uh, a submission match because you haven't seen one of those in quite some time. I quit can go I, on the mixtape. I see. Tape. I quit. So, First Blood, uh, Fall Scout anywhere. That would be kind of cheap. Kind of a cheap cop out, unless they're going to go into the stands, which is a yeah. There's so many different variations that that I believe the the last false count anywhere that I remember also pandemic shit. Roman versus Kevin Owens. See, I mean, and that was a classic. Roman's becoming the Simpsons. (laughs) He's been on every episode. (laughs) Roman, Roman did it. Uh, let's see here. Here, Roman did it. Here's one that that works. Roman did it. But not in this era. What's that? Luger leave town. The only thing that could be is a retirement match for Brock. Which you ain't finna get because we ain't killing the cash cow no time soon. Oh, come on, man. Secondly, the dude's a, a free agent. So all you're going to say is that, okay, cool. I can't play over here. I go to the other gym. Roman can do 36 appearances a year. And that he's and he's giving you twenty of those. Brock can do eight a year, and the one you thought you were going to get, we got a turn out of. <laughs> Sorry, man. 
Um, what's another match? I heard someone. I wa- read somebody on the internet say Inferno match. I like stop Slap this. yourself. Stop just blurting shit out. Um, that, stop doing that. Don't just blurt shit out. It doesn't go with the situation. You know damn well Brock ain't getting nowhere near no fire. Is is the bull rope match? That's what the bull rope tied at, at the wrist with the cowbell in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the one we have to touch four corners? It depends on whose version you watch. Because, like, I've seen them where, like, Dusty Rhodes and Steve Carino had one in ECW where it was pinfall. Then I've seen, you know, classic um, classic WCW or um, early 90s WCW where you'd have strap matches and um, and bull rope matches where you had to touch all four corners. What I expect for how you end up picking the match stipulation it's going to be, uh, in my opinion, it's going to be a match to where you don't have to take a pinfall because the eventual is to put Cody over, I would think. So if you're going to do that, why would you pin Brock again when you've already pinned him less than 100 days ago? Let me ask you one last question and we can take it out of here. Bet. Is there any Dusty match that we have not seen in WWE yet? I would have to do my Googles. Like, I would just have to. Like, because, yeah. I almost think that there's a match that we haven't seen on TV at all yet. And he brings that out of his ass. The the story led us, the story and the post question led us to believe that it's something we have seen in WWE. So over the last... 40 years we've we've pretty much okay we've seen the worldwide leader in sports entertainment what the (laughs) world is watching if you've been watching since that was the intro and then the the opening shot was the jet the fighter jet pov going over the sea and through the mountain if you've been watching that long you've seen you know quite a bit of you've seen matches like that I don't see them having a reason to have a casket match, so I I take that one off the list. Um, take off take off Hell in a Cell. Yeah, because we just saw that at WrestleMania. No one else needs to get their head split with a ladder. Thanks, Edge. Fan fourteen. Uh, tables. Nah, I'm good on that. Hell, TLC. I'm good on that. Yeah, I, I'm good. Anything that has Brock climbing a ladder, I'm good. I, I'm I'm good on that. We're now, not going to keep jeopardizing this money. Well, we about to we we over here putting we 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 dissecting this one. Um, the uh, weaponized cage, which has no damn name, like that. What a, what a match, weaponized cage match. Yeah, thanks. Regal. We're not getting a Punjabi prison match, so hey, you hang that, that off up. the list. We're not getting a Mountain Dew pitch black match either. Ever again. We're not getting a Firefly Funhouse match. I wouldn't say never again. I think they would try that again. Not between Cody and Brock. We're not getting that. Oh, no. Not with them. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, who else? Um, uh, what else? We definitely like said, we don't we definitely don't need an Iron Man match in, in, in a in a in a blood feud. Like who does that? I mean, now why you bullshitting? 
that could work. When is the last time we've seen one? An Iron Man match in WWE? Was it in NXT the last time we've actually seen one? I remember there was one at Great Balls of Fire, but it was a tag team match. It was uh, the Bar versus the Hardys. I was there for that. And that was 2017, 2016. Oh, no. Uh, didn't Seth, Seth and Ziggler have... Didn't Seth, Seth and Ziggler, Ziggler have, have an Iron Man situation? Or was that after? That was a, I think that was a... Was that a gauntlet? When no, Seth, no, 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 no. Not, not when Seth went an hour. This was when Seth and Ziggler were going back and forth over the Intercontinental title. And they ended up having an Iron Man match. Okay, okay. So it hasn't been done in a while. We're here to say that we're we're, we're probably safe to say that the pandemic will probably be the cutoff to so three years. So I don't think they've done one in three years. So you can put it on the list just because you know it, it qualifies. It, it has all the qualifications. Whether or not you would want to try to book an Iron Man match between those two, that's a different story to be told. Um. But there's a lot of ways to tell that story as well. So I'm I'm, I'm here for it. I'm interested to see. Show at brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. Hit us, seriously, hit us up. Let us know what you think the possibilities of Brock or what you what you really what you want to see for Brock versus Cody 3. Um that's what's most important. Yeah, on all social media platforms at Broken Bissell BC on all things social at Broken Bissell BC on what? Everything. 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 Uh, next week we got more content. We gonna have a. I mean, it's going. It's tournament season too, so we have another t- tournament for you as well. We in the kitchen with it. The cook up is raw. Uh, I ain't got shit else, man. So I'm taking to the house. Pencil pushers, heads up, pencils down. Yo, funk yeah.